You're listening to Metamodernism, a production of the Golden Age Collection, a 501c3 audiovisual archive based out of sunny San Francisco, California. And now for something completely different. San Francisco, spring, 1967. A friend invites you out to a show at The Matrix, a 100-person venue in Cow Hollow. A new band out of LA is taking up residency at The Matrix, playing 15 sets over five nights. Three months earlier, they had released their self-titled debut album, named after Aldous Huxley's influential book, The Doors of Perception. And while the record would peak at number two on the Billboard charts later that year, for now, they languish in relative obscurity. They've been steadily gaining popularity within the counterculture scene for blending elements of rock, jazz, blues, and classical into a psychedelic cocktail of music that's as potent as the LSD in the punch bowl. Four years later, their lead singer would tragically die at the age of 27. But today is March 7th, 1967, and they're playing three sets in a tiny club to a nearly empty room. One of the club's owners, Peter Abram, is a fan of the band, and using a reel-to-reel vacuum tube tape recorder, he cements this moment in time on quarter-inch track stereotapes. And thanks to his efforts, we now get to hear a previously lost song from the golden age of the psychedelic 60s, recorded in 1967, but remastered and released for the first time in 2023, this is Bag's Groove by The Doors. Thank you. 
That was Bag's Groove by The Doors. Peter Abrams' tapes are among the earliest known recordings of The Doors. Throughout the years, portions of Peter's tapes would be bootlegged and traded around in fan circles, but with analog generation loss, each copy made lost fidelity and gained tape hiss. Somewhere along the way, a few of the original tape reels went missing and were thought to be lost to time. Controversy swirled around Rhino Records' 2008 release, Live at the Matrix, 1967, when it was discovered that all the recordings were sourced from third-generation tapes, not the originals. It wouldn't be until 2023 that all the original reels were found and remastered. Live at the Matrix, 1967, The Original Masters, was released in September on Rhino Records and contained all of Peter's recordings remastered from the original tape reels by sound engineer Bruce Botnick, who had previously overseen the 2008 remastering. While many of the songs had been passed around in bootleg circles for years, there were a few tracks that had never before been heard. Bag's Groove was one of them. What a treasure it is that 56 years later, we get to unearth a rare recording from our past. And that's what this episode is all about. In this special bonus chapter of Meadow Modernism's Best Music of 2023 series, I'll be exploring the great music from 20th century San Francisco that was released, remastered, or reissued in 2023. As a recorded medium, music captures a moment in time and allows future generations to experience the past. Films and television shows do this too, but since recorded music lacks a visual component, music liberates our imaginations to run wild and transport us to faraway places. Exploring the magic of music is one of the reasons I started this podcast, and while I love talking about modern music, one of the limitations of this format is that I don't often get a chance to talk about the older music that brought us to where we are now. As you'll hear Panda Bear and Sonic Boom sing on a forthcoming episode, everything's been leading to this. All the music that has come before has paved the way for the music we know and love today. And with each passing year, we're learning more about music history thanks to archival releases, remasters, and reissues. All of the music featured on this episode was recorded in San Francisco or by San Francisco artists between 1967 and 1987, but we would have to wait until 2023 before these recordings were made available to the public. If you're interested in learning more about San Francisco's rich history of countercultural music, be sure to check out San Francisco Sounds, A Place in Time, a two-part documentary series recently released on MGM+. I'll be going through this list roughly in chronological order, which will give you a taste of the evolution in music during this 20-year period. This is your annual reminder that the artists you love make virtually nothing from your Spotify streams. So if you like what you hear, please consider purchasing their albums, supporting live music, or picking up some artists' merch. I'm aware that most of these artists are dead, and out of the remaining three that are still with us, only one is currently playing live. So I guess what I'm saying is go see Billy Joel while you can. Links to purchase all of the music featured will be in the show notes. The remaining Best Music of 2023 episodes will trickle out over the next few weeks, possibly months. So be sure to follow or subscribe to Metamodernism wherever you get your podcasts in order to receive the latest episodes as they come out. In 1964, Robert Moog invented a new instrument that would forever change music. The Moog synthesizer used modules connected via patch cables to create and shape sounds from electrical currents. The sound it created was unlike anything else out there, and it would take some bold avant-garde artists to see its potential. Doug McKechnie was one of those early Moog pioneers. From Bandcamp, quote, In 1968, Bay Area native Doug McKechnie got hold of one of the very first modular Moog synthesizers ever made. Working outside of academia and traditional recording studios, the only places he could find Moogs at the time, he invented his own way to play the instrument on the fly. Soon, he was hauling the finicky instrument around to perform improvised concerts at colleges and psychedelic ballrooms, as well as an ill-fated appearance on the bill at the Rolling Stones concert at the Altamont Speedway in 1969. Some of the performances were 
recorded, and the surviving tapes, never before released, captured a free-flowing transportative sound that fills in the gap between the austere mid-century academic avant-garde and the expansive cosmic suites of Tangerine Dream and the rest of the Berlin School in the 1970s." End quote. His LSD-fueled live performances earned him popularity within the countercultural scene, but after falling on hard times, he was forced to sell his Moog in 1972. The band he sold it to, Tangerine Dream, would go on to pioneer their own sound in the early days of electronic music. Even though Doug McKechnie broke musical barriers, his recordings were not readily available until just recently. In March, VG Plus Records released San Francisco Moog 1968-72 Volume 2, which followed their 2020 release, San Francisco Moog 1968-72 Volume 1. On it, we were treated to 45 minutes of long-lost compositions from the dawn of electronic music. Up next is one of my favorites from San Francisco Moog 1968-72 Volume 2. This is Moving by Doug McKechnie.
That was Moving by Doug McKechnie from San Francisco Moog, 1968 to 72, Volume 2. It's now 1975. A young man from New York City is stopping through San Francisco on a tour for his third album, Street Life Serenade. While his previous album, Piano Man, put him on the map, he's still somewhat of a rising star, and tonight he's playing the intimate San Francisco venue, the Great American Music Hall. The entire concert was recorded, but never saw the light of day until April 2023 for Record Store Day. During his set, he played a new song that wouldn't be released until the following year on the album Turnstiles. And while some may call it sacrilegious to play an ode to New York City in an episode about San Francisco music, his San Francisco performance of this future classic is the earliest recording we have of the song. And it sounds surprisingly good for being a live recording from 1975. This is New York State of Mind by Billy Joel. Thank you. 
touch with the rhythm and blues But now I need a little give and take The New York Times The Daily News It comes down to reality And it's fine with me Cause I let it slide Left them all behind I'm in a New York state of mind I'm just taking a greyhound In the Hudson River line Cause I'm in a Must be masochistic New York State of my Johnny Allman on sex. That was New York State of Mind by Billy Joel. Jazz has always been an important part of the San Francisco music scene, and while there have been many key players throughout the years, for me, two artists in particular helped to define the San Francisco sound, Vince Guaraldi and Cal Jader. From the 50s onward, they often played together in various clubs around San Francisco, they each recorded albums at Grace Cathedral, and both would die suddenly from heart attacks. Vince in 1976 at age 47, and Cal in 1982 at age 56. And in 2023, we were treated to long-lost material from these two jazz greats. First up, we have Vince Guaraldi's soundtrack to the 1973 Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, which was released in November for the first time. From the album's liner notes, quote, Shortly after Peanuts producer Lee Mendelssohn passed away in December 2019, his children began searching through archives for any original music score recordings from the Peanuts television specials. It was during the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown that the original analog session tapes recorded in 1973 were discovered. The recordings contained in the original session recordings are complete versions prior to being edited or faded prematurely in order to fit the on-screen action of the television special, end quote. 
Hearing the full versions of these lost songs 50 years after the fact is a rare treat, and the album itself feels distinctly 70s compared to Garaldi's previous Peanuts scores. Up next is one of my favorites from the soundtrack. This is Peppermint Patty by Vince Garaldi. Peppermint Patty by Vince Guaraldi from a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving soundtrack. 2023 also saw the reissue of an obscure Cal Jader album, Huracan, that was originally recorded as a direct-to-disc session for an audiophile label. The album had been out of print for years and wasn't available digitally, but in May, Liberation Hall remastered and reissued Huracan. From the original liner notes, quote, 
The sound of the group remained authentically Latin, undiminished in explosive force. This album is characterized by its searing bass and exciting percussions. The insistent beat energized Latin dancers, while the interplay of basic jazz elements raised it above just good dance music. The major goal of this recording was to retain the essential live flavor of the music and performers. Close miking techniques were not used on this recording. Instead, four overhead microphones plus a direct input for the bass were employed to capture the sound of 11 musicians together with the correct acoustic perspective between instruments. Listening to the playback of the recording session was a rewarding experience for all involved." End quote. Up next is one of my favorites from Huracan. This is Desposado by Cal Jader.
was Despisado by Cal Jader from the album Huracan. If you were to ask me which band defined the San Francisco sound in the 1980s, without hesitation, I'd say Huey Lewis and the News. They captured the sound of the 80s with their catchy, upbeat songs and music that blended rock, pop, and soul influences. Huey Lewis and the News had a successful career throughout the 80s and 90s, but in 2018, Huey Lewis revealed that he was dealing with hearing loss, which has halted all future touring plans. 2023 saw their seminal 1983 album Sports get a remastered and expanded edition, and in a first for metamodernism, we have a guest reviewer who would like to say a few words about the record. Take it away, Patrick. You like Huey Lewis and the News? Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Thanks, Patrick, for that insightful commentary. The expanded edition of Sports contains some previously unreleased live recordings, including some from their 1985 concert at the Kabuki Theater in San Francisco. Up next is one of my favorite Huey Lewis and the News songs, which they played live at the Kabuki on February 21st, 1985. This is Heart and Soul by Huey Lewis and the News.
That was Heart and Soul by Huey Lewis and the News. Pauline Anna Strom is another of San Francisco's unsung pioneers of electronic music. Pauline was born blind and learned to navigate the world largely on an auditory plane. In the 1970s, she moved to San Francisco, and after teaching herself to play various synthesizers, she began recording her compositions on a four-track tape recorder. She explained, quote, I learned as I go, and I learned through repetition. I'd try something and see what I'd get and play with it that way. If someone had asked me how I did it, I honestly couldn't say how I did it. I just did it. I went into a different space. I'd start at 6 at night, and I could go until 6 in the morning. My mind and imagination were always somewhere else. Music fit. Synthesizers fit. I felt totally at home with this setup, almost like I'd known it before. I like to create what's in my head and interpret that into sound." End quote. After recording several albums in the 80s, Pauline fell into financial hardship and was forced to sell all of her musical equipment, after which she began a spiritual healing practice. Her music would go out of print and was largely forgotten until 2017 when RVNG International would reissue some of her albums. The renewed interest in her work sparked Pauline to purchase a digital audio workstation and begin composing again. In November of 2020, she announced her first new album in over 30 years, Angel Tears in Sunlight. Tragically, she would pass away one month later, and the record was released posthumously in February of 2021. In November of 2023, RVNG International released a remastered box set of her music called Echoes, Spaces, Lines. From Bandcamp, quote, Otherworldly and anomalous, hushed and hallucinatory, Pauline Anna Strom's unique style of interspace music reaches across time to futures and pasts far from our own. Exploring all corners of the multiverse through transpersonal form and freedom, Strom's first three albums share a singular sensibility, different streams flowing from the same oracular font. Echoes, Spaces, Lines establishes Strom's rightful place in the canon of great synthesists. Restored and mixed from the original reels by Marta Salogny, newly remastered and adding Oceans of Tears, a fully realized but previously unreleased album, these are the first official reissues and definitive encapsulation of Pauline Anna Strom's prolific and visionary early work." End quote. Wrapping up Metamodernism's look back on 2023's best archival releases from San Francisco artists, we have one of my favorites from her lost album, Oceans of Tears. This is Quiet Joy by Pauline Anna Strom.